wondered what goes on in the mind of your favorite writer? The emotions. The emotions. Each lie. Everything put together into one book, an experience to cast your mind into a world of endless possibilities. This is Bookcast with Michael Olatumbosu. Today, the book before us is a memoir and it is a media professional's account of our 20-year stewardship in the Nigerian broadcasting industry. The book is titled Undaunted, the story and lessons of 20 years of media practice written by Adebisi Adetunji and published in 2022 by Nostalgia Press and Crown Delight Communications. Adebisi Adetunji is a writer, media trainer, social behavior change communication professional and an award-winning producer with expertise in radio programming and content creation with over 20 years experience in the education, media and development sectors. She worked with the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria, African Radio Drama Association, the Institute of Media and Society, and Development Communications Network. She also worked with One Life Initiative and the Northern Education Initiative Plus, a USAID-funded project. ADBC currently works as Program Officer, Social Behavior Change with USAID Breakthrough Action Nigeria. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosu. In the author's preface, Adebisi gives us a hint of what the book is all about. She writes that the book is the story of a journey of self-discovery, struggles, wins, and career growth. This is essentially a story of a 20-year career as a successful media personality and a balanced personal life. And from the introduction to the work, we are told about the early childhood days of our protagonist named Modupe at birth to the family of an automobile engineer, a prince of Agoiwui. We read about her big dream of becoming a medical doctor early in nursery two in the northern part of Nigeria. In the first chapter of the book, we read that after primary school, even after performing excellently in a common entrance examination, her father needed to get a recommendation from Anemia to get her a slot in a school in Borno State. But after one session in windowless dormitories and dilapidated infrastructure, and her hair lice infested, ADBC and her parents knew that her days in that school were over. Next destination, a public school in Joss, Plateau State, where she performed brilliantly, taking the first position in class. This 15-chapter book throws up the issue of clashes between career projections that parents make for their children and what the children turn out to prefer. So in the book, we have again this scenario in which a good performance in core subjects at junior secondary level automatically translates into being assigned to a science class in senior secondary school. Here is our protagonist caught in the web of prideful science-ness while her mind was in the liberal arts. Even a remedial course at the University of Jos could not remedy her poor results in the science subjects. Another opportunity to proceed to medical school botched. Eventually, Adebisi gets a liberal arts course. She secures admission into Bayro University, Kano, to study English after tortuous admission-seeking experiences at the University of Ibadan and the University of Jaws. In the book, the author tells us the story of her foray into media. It was her youth service call year in Oyo State and she was posted to the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria for a primary assignment. She tells us that she was posted to the programs department and there began Adebisi's sterling media career spanning over two decades. Adebisi regales us with details of her learning and practice experience at Radio Nigeria Ibado under the tutelage of the breezy, lively Festus Emode. In the third chapter of the book, Adebisi writes about the professional bashings that she received on the job and the hardness that she built from it. We read here 
about how she and other fellow core members had to be sent on multi-layered errands by staff members. She writes about many days of full-time work producing and presenting programs. She writes about her frustration at not seeing her programs aired sometimes after rigorous work had been done to produce and package the programs. She writes about her apprenticeship months, the numerous baptisms of fire and bashings that she faced during her early days on radio. Consequently, the author takes her time in the book to talk about critical issues of quality and standard in the industry. She maintains that the professional broadcaster tag can only be given to people who have had weeks of apprenticeship on the job. The author writes that no one would allow a newbie to start coming on the microphone to present anything, talk more of producing an entire program. In the book Undaunted, ADBC devotes a lot of space to addressing the broadcast industry and supplies nuggets of encouragement for practitioners. She avers that anyone who desires an exceptional result in the sector must do something extraordinary, something exceptional. She warns that following the status quo will neither stand you out nor fetch the wow result. She writes, and I quote, These days, I see media practitioners who are less and less informed about the topic or issue they want to talk about and are only interested in listening to their own voice on the radio or television. As a media professional, you must be thoroughly informed and on top of your game. Remember that in your audience are people who know nothing about the issue, people who know a little and people who know much more than you about the topic or issue. You must be ahead and know enough. For the author, to excel and stand out, you must go the extra mile and out of the way, even though it will cost you sacrifice, time and resources. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. I am discussing the book Undaunted, written by Adepisi Adetunji. In the book, the author tells the reader about her foray into storytelling and how she fell in love with the art. She tells us about her love for storybooks, novels and writing. So one day during her leave, she decided to try her hands at writing radio drama scripts. And boom! That was it. We Can Begin Again was Adebisi's first 13-week episode radio drama. It was adapted from her bachelor's thesis at the university. And it drew lots of exciting reviews from both the audience and our colleagues when it was broadcast on radio. That was the beginning of many radio drama series in English, Yoruba and Pidgin languages for the author. Once again, the author counsels practitioners in our industry, especially as they pursue excellence. She writes, We will not all be good at the same things, but whatever you have a flair for and is your area of strength, concentrate on, build and harness it. In the media profession, some of us will be better as presenters, interviewers and producers. You might be better as an English, Yoruba, Pidgin or local language presenter. Stay in your area and shine there. No one is better than the other as you build and harness your area of expertise. You become an expert and the go-to person in that area. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. I am discussing the book Undaunted, written by Adepisi Adetunji. In the fifth chapter titled Winning With My Stories, the author advises that professional broadcasters and storytellers should work on their skills and get better. It's important to keep learning and not be tempted to measure yourself by rejections. For her, rejections will come one way or the other, but the idea is to keep moving and keep growing. This is how the author puts it, and I quote, When your boss drops an idea or shares information about what he or she wants to be done, be that person that tries at least to get it done. That attitude of 
others will do it or I can't be bothered will make you miss opportunities for growth. Simply do things with honesty and sincerity of heart and watch what this does for you in your career growth. End of quote. Chapter 6 of the book, Undaunted, is tagged Becoming a Marketer by Force. In this chapter, the author tells us the story of her attempt to get clients to place adverts on her program and her station. She talks about her persistent pursuit of a particular owner of a pharmacy store and how she won at the end, even though she did not personally make any money from the deal. She muses here regarding this experience that professionals need to learn to delay financial gratification and that they will get rewarded eventually for their actions on the long run. In the seventh chapter, the author writes about the challenges of working in as a broadcast professional and how being classified as an essential worker has a stronghold on your social life. She mentions how working around the clock on weekends and public holidays affects your ability to attend parties, attend some events, or be with family. She submits that this is a sacrifice that the media professional must be willing to make because as a fourth realm of governance, the practitioner has a duty to keep the people informed and entertained. She advocates that media professionals must therefore find a way to create a balance between family and work, even though this can be a daunting task as well. It is instructive to note that the work of the media practitioner, though taken for granted by the public, is rather time-consuming and sapping. The work involves meeting deadlines, conducting research, booking appointments with resource persons, conducting interviews, information gathering, event coverage and scripting. At other times, you will need to record and produce, work with other presenters, engineers and so on. In the book's 8th chapter, Adebisi tells us how she stumbled into unknown opportunities. She writes about the radio drama series Abiyye, Saving a Mother and Child, which took the airwaves by storm, making the audience ask for more. The program eventually clocked more than 200 episodes as a magazine program over 5 years. Adebisi tells the reader about how she conceived the idea for the series and her role in making it a prime program on radio. In the next chapter titled Changing Lives Through Media Advocacy, the author dwells at length on the import and impact of the ABA program. Hinging the narrative on the prime function of media as a tool for behavior change, she tells us that practitioners must keep churning out messages consistently about a subject to make it trend and have behavior and social change effect. And that was what the ABA program achieved. It became the channel of advocacy to support vulnerable women, pregnant mothers, children, families and community health centers. In fact, this book is flooded with numerous success stories occasioned by the program. The author copiously draws from her personal trajectory in the media space to encourage colleagues in the industry in this book. She continuously charges media professionals throughout the book to take charge of their growth, to strive and grow their skills and furnish their talents. Do not overlook the opportunity that trainings and workshops provide, she emphatically counsels. Here she highlights the lessons that she has drawn from her Radio Netherlands training course. This training has opened more vistas of opportunities and expanded her network. So the advice is, quote, to grow and be a master of the art of being a media professional or in whatever industry you find yourself in, you must own your development or training needs. A smart person will seek out opportunities for self-development and opportunities abound out there with online platforms and social media. End of quote. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. I am discussing the book Undaunted, written by Adebisi Adetunji. In the 11th chapter of the book, Adebisi Adetunji discusses her involvement in many senior management level meetings and decision-making occasions while working as a junior staff member of a radio station. 
she attributes this privilege to the fact that she always gives her best to whatever tasks she had been assigned. This avails her strong standing with her bosses at work. And she states that the reader too, especially the media practitioner can too. In simple terms, she avers, and I quote, When a boss or manager discovers that a staff member will deliver on tasks and is dependable, he or she feels more confident to assign other roles to that staff. The more dependable and trustworthy you are, the more you get opportunities to expand your influence in the organization. End of quote. Of course, the author charges that media professionals should understand office politics and know how to deal with it. In this book, the author breaks down the intricate parts that make up the broadcasting chain. She highlights each department and unit in the sector and explains that there is no single program that is individually done. All units are involved, from the programs to the engineering to the commercial department, even including the security. She counsels media persons to have team consciousness as they will need every element of the broadcast chain. She also mentions the very important place of mentoring and mentorship. For the author, this reduces the number of mistakes you make in anything and mentors show you the ropes and teach you the tricks and can link you up with bigger opportunities. She states that media personalities must find their niche and blossom in it. This is imperative because people who fail to identify their strengths and weaknesses will remain average. Equally paramount for the author is the fact that media personnel must be versatile and be able to multitask. She maintains that only versatile journalists, reporters and content providers will be able to survive today's modern day media space. At a juncture in her career, ADBC discovered that she needed more. So she reports that she looked inward to search out what she could do. So in the chapter, Charting a New Course, she reports that she leveraged her field experience with their BA program and embarked on hunting for jobs in the NGO development sector. The rest of the book, Undaunted, contains the author's comments on what media personalities need to do to basically excel at their work and not remain static and how to navigate their relationships with colleagues. Finally, the author tells the reader that her journey in life and her sterling media career would not have been this superlative without the hand of God. She acknowledges the place, the power and prompting of providence at all stages of her career. And she concludes by asking her reader to travel with God too for a smooth career. Once again, the author signs off the book with these words and I quote now, Only the undaunted will want to go the extra mile to produce impactful media content. End of quote. Ultimately, this book is a beautiful work and a potent testimony to the brilliantly brimming career of our protagonist. A free-flowing narration in the book is also a visible demonstration of her strong media grounding and storytelling prowess. It is a book for aspiring and practicing radio and television personalities, as well as the general reading public. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatunwosun. Mrs. Adebisi Adetunji, welcome. To the program. Thank you, Michael. I'm happy and um, pleased, privileged to be here to join you. Tell me, why did you write this book? Well, I basically just wanted to document my journey, you know, my career journey, my journey of self-discovery. I wanted to document my struggles, my challenges, my successes, and just have something that um, can impact and help others. Uh, that's that's the number one goal for me. And I've always had this um, mindset that I would, you know, write books. Mm. I have some other books in the works that I didn't finish, but this one seemed to flow <laughs> mm. more than the others, probably because I'm telling, you know, like some, your story. a personal story. Yeah. So this flowed, and and, and I, I ran with it, and and boom, we are here. 
Interesting. So for some of us who practice in the industry, you see a lot of, um, you know, the, what they call deja vu uh, in the work. So you basically are, you are, you were writing for the people in the profession to understand the intricate journey that you passed through yeah. and what they can learn from it. But there are still some junctures in the work where I was thinking, will everybody in this industry or particularly those who are aspiring to come into the industry, will they have the resilience? that you had in these 20 years? Well, so the, the idea of sharing this story is to tell somebody that wants to, you know, make a success of their media career uh, in whatever uh, channel that you work in, whether TV, radio, print, and social media now, is to let you know that this is what it takes to succeed in this journey. If you are not resilient, if you are not tough, if you are not determined in this career, you might not go far because there's a lot to discourage you in the in the system so is it that you become a media personnel that is a mediocre you are just in between or you're just a local champion or you want to have a global stage mm. so choose the one you want take your pick so whatever it is that you want to make of your media career do you want to be a local champion you want to be in the middle you want to have a global stage what do you want to do with it that will determine whether you want to go all the way to do what it takes to be a professional I think too many people will. And it's a good thing that we have a lot of um, radio stations, media stations coming up, whether TV. I think more of radio stations than TV. I think TV yeah. is more expensive mm -hmm. than you have the social media platform. It's, it's a good thing that we have a lot of these um, organizations coming up. But I think the missing link many times is the professionalism, the training required to have media personnel that go on air and churn out things that look like they know what they are doing. Not just, you know, the George George kind of thing, the Angbadunye kind of thing. It's fine. I mean, that that will boost your morale. That's necessary to know that people are listening to you or, you know, following you. But beyond that, what else are you bringing to the table? What else are you bringing to the table? So for me, the choice is with the individual. How far do you want to go in this profession? There are some names that they have become brands in yeah. the profession. Yes. What are they, they must be doing something different. That's why they have become a brand. How you managed to survive 20 years in the industry still, you know, marvels me. The ups and downs, the days where you had to do night shift, even when, when you were pregnant and so many other challenges like that. And that speaks again to the question of resilience. Today, maybe it looks a bit easier. I wouldn't know. You are, you, you are a teacher in the industry and all that. <laughs> maybe you know why it's, maybe it's a, a relatively easier for people today. I don't, I don't think day. I don't think it's easier because mm. I, I you know I interface my job I uh, you know uh, makes me to interface with media organizations currently like and I have quite a number you know like over 20 media organizations so the job remains the same you wake up early in the morning if you're on newspaper review you wake up some some stations 5 a.m they are doing newspaper reviews some 6 a.m mm -hmm. so that means that news reader or reporter or the, the sound engineer has to be in the stu in the station very early in the morning so it's still the same grind and people run night shifts it's it's like a 24 hours um a job public holiday that's even when your job is more you know so i don't think anything has changed about what is what is required to you know to be in the system so again if you must you know go go for the long haul survive in the system and make your impact then you have to be you know you have to you have to know what it takes what it will take you what it what the job demands and are you ready to run with it like that so i don't, I don't think anything has changed if you still want to be in the media you still have to follow the same grind I'm still discussing the book on Dante. I, I want to come to personal issues a bit before we go back to the book. At the very early stage of your life, it was medicine 
So how come? What changed? What changed? Tell us about the experience. Okay, your, your okay. father wanted a medical doctor. Yeah. But uh, it was not it for you. So how did you navigate that, uh, you know, that very mucky terrain? Okay, so you know, as a young child or anybody growing up, you you have the, the dreams, you know. And at, at that time, I mean, the prestigious uh, professions were the doctor, the lawyer, the engineer. And every, and every family wanted one. Every family wanted a lawyer. Every family wanted an accountant. Every family wanted an engineer. And that medical doctor is like a chip on the shoulder of our parents. Mm. So, you know, I, I turned out to be like, you know, a child that could... You know, I was, um, I think in my classes, I was, I was doing well, you know, I was, I was, you know, making progress. So there was that idea that if a child is brilliant or you are coming first, even if your average is not anything in the class where you are coming first, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, everybody assumed that ah, this child must be, you know, a science student. It mm-hmm. is the science students that are brilliant and the art students are, I don't understand where we got that from. Mm-hmm. Because even uh, now that I'm in the arts, I know that it's, there's no joke. There's no, there's no professional course that is easy. You have to give it what it takes. So, you know, the science were there that I was an arts person. I loved reading uh, storybooks. I loved reading. My, my dad was always, it was like, he could buy like four, four books for me now, storybooks for me now. I will finish it within one week. Sometimes, in days where I, I had nothing doing, I was, I'll finish the books within three days. And then when my dad asked me, what do you want? I'll say, I want another set of books. He'll be like, ah, the ones I bought for you. I finished reading it that. And I was always, you know, writing poems. I was always writing stories. You know, the signs were there. But, you know, our parents didn't know any better to say, oh, this child is good with this. This child is tilting towards this area. Like we do now. Mm-hmm. I, I've taken learnings from my experience to look at my children and say, okay, this one has a flair for this. This one has a flair for this. And we are channeling them towards their strengths. Mm-hmm. So by the time I became a science student, and then, you know, just feel very proud that we, the science students, are the real students. Yeah, and exactly. the art students yeah. are the fake students. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, and because I was a person that likes challenges, I even took technical drawing. You know? yeah. I did physics. I did I took I did further math. Then after a while, when I wasn't doing well in my technical drawing and further math, I dropped it. Eventually I was doing well in class with my physics and chemistry, like an average student. But I never did well in my work. I never did well. I made it in my class as an SS3 student, but I never I was just having F9. So I think that maybe it was a divine hand making me to say that this is not where you it's because if I had way. passed it, I probably would have believed that that is what I should be doing. Mm. So for some reason, I never and I did, I think I did GC like a few number of times. So, and at some point in my secondary school, there was a time when I had, you know, counseling is very, uh, uh, career counseling is very good. Okay. And I was lucky that in my secondary school, we had, then uh, uh, counseling uh, units worked. We had yeah. our counselors. Exactly. And you know, when you are in SS2, SS3, they, you know, they, they kind of guide you. You have those sessions where you sort of have a rethink of what you really want to do. And I sat down. I will never forget it. It's in the book. I sat down on the grass, you know, I went to a boarding school and I took a pen and paper that day. I was asking myself, what kind of work would I like to do? You know, where, where would I like to work? And I came up with three. I would never forget. I wanted to be a teacher, a lawyer, or someone in the media. You see that these three things have uh, something yeah, in common. They, you know, they had it, they, you know, they are connected, they are intertwined. But you know, I was already in the science and I started wondering, how am I going to make a change? I'm not in the science, <laughs> uh, I'm not in the art class. How am I going to, I'm going to need literature to do all of this. Exactly. And I didn't, I think eventually I did a bit of literature when they said you could take a subject from art class. Yeah. And I went for literature, can you imagine? You know, so at the end of the day, you know, because, you know, it was a dream of my parents and it was also in my own mind that like it was, uh, medicine was a prestigious thing. We went forward and we still didn't make it until we finally discovered that, no, this thing I keep hitting a brick wall, I have to make a U-turn. So I, re- I rewrote my GC, rewrote my jam, and that was how I made a U-turn. 
into the arts? I've always been interested in talking about this matter. A lot of times, a lot of children have been misled and, and time would have been wasted uh, in, the, in the course of parents wanting to choose careers for their children forcefully. And then they end up not achieving the peak, not getting to the peak of that career. And then they, at some point, they get frustrated, they get depressed, and then then any other thing can you know happen afterwards. I'd like you to speak to parents of today in the light of this conversation. How should parents manage this career consciousness? I'd like you to address parents in this matter. I think parents mean well. Let me start from there. My dad meant well for me. You know, mm-hmm. they, they felt mm-hmm. that these jobs will make you earn more. You'll be mm-hmm. self-dependent. You know, so they just thought, oh, if you could do this, why not? These are the these were the jobs that made money at the time, and so they felt, oh, once a child is showing, let's just push them; they can do this. You know, so I would say that for parents, the modern day uh, parenting, we need to be in the know at mm. what about what is trending as parents. You need to start understanding your child as soon as you give back to them. What are the inclinations of your children? What comes naturally to them? That is not to say you cannot push a child, you know. There are some children that can actually do more, that they are not really doing more. So you can push them, Mm. you know, to do more for themselves because they can actually do more. They can be good. So you can push them where a child is, you know, laid back. But when you are able to recognize what is the innate talent of your child, begin to look out for opportunities that will guide that child. For me, my children, we are still on the learning curve. Both of them are uh, are, at the, you know, the the tertiary level. My son is in the university. They both graduated secondary school at the same time and my daughter will soon join you know the brother in the university so one of the things that has been working for us is that we've been looking at at what is their strength and so we are channeling them we are looking at the subject what subject is this child passing more you have to look at it once so those things very important what yes the trend what subject is this child doing well more in you know, and some children can be confusing like my daughter she can bleed she can do social science she can she's in between social science and art the challenge is what exactly she should be doing because she seems to be able to do well all around but then again when you look closely you'll be able to know what this child will be good in so start looking for the, out for the opportunities if you are concerned about oh you want your child to be in a job that pays well and be, look out for the kind of job that is trendy because now it's not the same jobs that, i don't understand we have archaic courses in exactly. university in nigeria university that there is no job for out there there is no job that that those people studying those courses can work in when they get out. So you have to look at your child's innate talents. Look at the opportunities that surround that those things now. You know you have to be savvy. If you don't yeah. know, find out. Mm. Read. You know, make inquiry, and then begin to look for opportunities and channel them towards that direction. Eventually, they will do well. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatunbosun. Let's return to the media profession. You've spent 20 years in the industry, so you know more than many people. And I'm still going, uh, I'm still working, still, I, I, yeah, I, still I'm, still, I'm still very much in the media space. So you've graduated, <laughs> you've graduated Yes, really. I've graduated from, from you know, the microphone be, uh, now to... No, I'm still know. on the mic, really. But yeah. I've graduated, I would like to see it as from being a person of influence in just one office mm-hmm. or, or, or media organization mm. to influencing multiple media organization and mm. colleagues in mm. the industry mm. so for me i still do content i mm. produce content i still write i so it's still there but where i'm going basically is i want to return to the question of quality in the industry a lot of professionals particularly people like you who have you know who are, who are down there who have been in the middle and who are up there now look at this space and complain about the quality of people coming into the industry and saying these people are lowering standards in the industry what exactly is the problem here 
can you can you help us to understand so i think because people feel that if you have the gift of the gap once you can speak well you can stand in front of the microphone or the camera and just showcase your ability to speak well to 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 engage people you forget that the profession is an art that you have to learn you have to be trained for it for example on our way here we were listening to a radio uh, program i don't mean to be i will not mention name or anything they are discussing about them um, i think university so people that go to university and people that go to the poly and all mm. of that if you ask me the guest that they brought was speaking down on mm. a certain group of people that are that attend maybe nce and polytechnic wow. and i noticed that the, the presenters were trying to correct the guest why did you not do a research about your guest why is it that you now know more than your guest you have brought your guest to guide to educate to sensitize your audience about a certain thing and you are struggling with your resource person your guest or you have divergent ideas of what it should be and i that i'm a normal you know a normal listener listening to you i'm angry that ah, didn't these people look at these guests how can they bring this type of guest so part of the work is that you want to address a topic you want to package your program if you do not know what to do talk to your colleagues how do you do this ask your colleagues i want to bring so so guests do you think this is a proper person research into your uh, your guests some people will bring a guest they believe that the guest will do all the work mm. why you that you are interviewing the guest you know nothing about that topic you're just and saying who works when why yes <laughs> and sometimes the guest does not know so if you are not prepared you are ill prepared you and your guests will be misinforming the audience so my advice is if you must uh, show that you know your onions in this profession get trained okay you have there are many people that are freelance artists that that stumbled into you know this thing it's fine but beyond your freelancing and stumbling into the profession learn the trade go and learn from people that know if you cannot have access to them listen to people read books take courses what you are doing to yourself is that you are creating a niche and you are building a brand for yourself you are putting yourself in a position where people can trust you that this person he or she knows mm. what he's doing so let's come to your life in the media and as a content producer particularly in the area of uh, storytelling you decided at some point that you wanted more even in the industry and then you started looking at storytelling writing drama scripts and the rest of it what does it take for instance to excel at writing drama scripts for radio particularly that's a course on its own you know <laughs> i do trainings on that you know so it's a whole lot of you have the writing you have the the production aspects of that you have the directors it's, it's almost like it's, it's like movie just mm -hmm. that you are creating audio movies okay. for people to listen to so well i think number one you have to have a storytelling ability you love to tell stories you love to write you know so for you to be a radio drama writer you have to have at least the flair if you don't have a storytelling uh, ability or skill it may not really work you know some people write prose some people write uh, stage plays some people yeah. you know so there must be a bit of that in you and then i always say in terms of radio drama uh, uh production there are different aspects there's the script writing there's the production there's the production and writing actually mm. story development and all of that so you can fit it to anywhere you can be the writer you can be a good director you can be a good drama artist you know acting on radio and all that. so depending on where you fit in if you want to do radio drama so but that's a course on its own i don't think we'll, we'll be able to <laughs> to to delve into that in this um so at some point you decided that 
you know, you wanted out basically uh, to cross into the development sector. Yeah. Of course, you have been practicing development. Yeah, yeah. As, as a content producer, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, on radio. that's where the Africa Radio Drama Station comes in. The One Life. I've been working, you know, partnering with them on different projects, and you know, so I've been looking at what it takes to work in that space, and I liked it because mm. it was a natural thing for me. So you crossed to the development sector, and then you decided that you would be, you know, pulling the media along with you, changing behavior with you know um, drama with you know content on radio and tv and the rest of it the question for me is at some point in your work you wrote that you wanted more and it can happen to a lot of us you know when you are coming on the microphone you are talking on the microphone maybe four times five times every week and at a point it looks like you have seen it all and you want new adventure People like us who work in this industry have done some years as well. How can we navigate that transition? Okay. Um, so for me, the more you develop yourself and you build your capacity in the profession, you will discover that you are growing, you are expanding, your sphere of influence is expanding. So for me, I, I came to a point where I felt I had outgrown the system where I was working because at that point I was doing a lot of mentoring I you know initiated uh, program ideas and all of that so I had to look inwards what next do I want so really Nigeria was civil service you do you either do you, you retire at 60 or you do 35 years and I asked myself do I want to retire here and I told myself no that's not what I want I wanted more for, for my life you know so I, I sat down to look inwards in all of these things that I do my skills, writing and stuff like that. What what else is there? What 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 more? What are the things in me? I had to look in inward. I pe- I do a lot of writing when mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Okay. So I pen down my skills. What where else? What else would I like to do? I pen down those. What opportunities are available? I looked out, you know, you know, research, you talk to people. I wrote those opportunities down. And I told myself, when do I want to make a move? When is the best time to make a move? I looked at my options and I decided to start taking small, small steps. And here I am today. So I think, again, you need to own your career, your career journey. You need to know, okay, this is how far I want to go in this space. There's nothing wrong with wanting to spend at the five years old. I mean, if that's your choice, you can also be doing something else at the side. So, but you you may want to look at what do I want for myself? What else do I want? And don't shortchange yourself so that you narrow yourself. And then sometimes people are afraid to step out. Stepping out does not mean resigning, no. Stepping out to other things that you really want to do. So you must look at, at the end of my life, Will I really feel happy, fulfilled? In the next few years, will I be happy with what I've done with myself? Am I achieving my dreams and my goals? This is a personal self-assessment. And then you need to begin to do something about those dreams beyond where you started. Because Mm. we are growing beyond where you started. What are the other dreams that you have? How can you work with them and run with them? So it's all in your ball. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid to do other things. And don't keep procrastinating and say, I will do it later. Because you may look back in a few years and you start, you are successful, but you regret that you didn't do certain things, wow. that you could have done some things. Hmm. So that, that's, that's the way I see it. So as we close this conversation, what is in this book that you think now that you should not have added to this book? Well, I think I was vulnerable with this book. And I don't think I regret putting anything down. I, I want people to meet me as... You know, sometimes people look at me, Adebisi, Adetunji, those that know me are like, oh, she's got it made. She's got it going for her. She's got it made. I want them to see me at my vulnerable moments. I want them to see what makes me thick. I want them to see that I'm also a human being. But, you know, just because you have challenges, you didn't do well in something, it doesn't mean you will not get better. And I want to, I want, I want, also want people to know that you can dare to dream and achieve, you know. So I don't really regret anything that is in the book. I don't. 
because I it was intentional. I was vulnerable. I was intentional about what I put down. And I just want anybody that comes across this book, you know, to, to be impacted. That's more important to me. And I would like to drop this. You know, for some people, when you write books, this is not to say that, okay, I want to, like, make myself look big. I was talking with my uh, uh, consultant publisher uh, or somebody, and I said, my book is not just about, oh, I want to launch and people come and, when you launch, people will come and give you launch, launch your money. And that's all the money that you made from me. That's all that there is to that book. The book doesn't go beyond your launch on day. I want the book to, for years to come, to be impacting people. So it's for me. It's not just about uh, you are launching book and that's all. I I don't want a book that ha- ends up on the shelf. Mm. So if a book is impacting, then it will you know it will bless many lives you know for 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 times to come. And so that's the kind of book I want it to be. And particularly, it's a book written for people who practice in the industry and those who aspire to practice in the media industry as well. So and anybody that wants to you know uh, you know make the best of their career can glean take lessons away from me because there were points where I actually it's also for the general anybody that wants to make a success of their career can you know also learn something from the book. Mrs. Adebisi Adetunji, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. This been this has been a pleasure. Thank you for the privilege. That was my conversation with Mrs. Adebisi Adetunji, author of the book Undaunted, The Journey and Lessons of 20 Years of Media Practice. I hope you found it enlightening. My name is Michael or Latsumbosun. Thanks for listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. Drop a comment and engage with Michael Olatsumbosun on Instagram and Twitter at Mike Tumbosun. And join us next time on another episode of Bookcast.